Hey everybody, we're back with another episode of Small Business Chronicles. I have Ferris Aranke here from Sheer Ghetto. It's a consulting firm where they talk about emotional intelligence. Uh, did I get all of that right, Ferris? You got it spot on, Ryan. And uh, of course, I'd say that if I'm talking about emotional intelligence, I'll correct you subtly in the background. But it was a great intro, and it's great to be with you and your listeners today. Ferris is all the way from London, uh, so he he's joined us here. Figuring emotional intelligence is the same in England as it is in London as it is in the States. I'm going to guess they're pretty similar. But for all your listeners who've interacted with British people, they're a lot more passive aggressive. They're a lot more uh, stiff upper lip. You know, we're basically all like Hugh Grant uh, from the movies. Uh, We're Bond villains. No, it is basically the same thing. It's it's about the ability to connect with people, the ability to be self-aware and just realize the impact you're having on yourself and others and, and then what you can do about it. Uh, it's a key, key part of being effective in business and in life, really. Uh, yeah, I, I think my own personal journey in my life, there became a time when emotional intelligence became um, a thing because you chronologically age and, yeah. and you mentally age. But your emotional intelligence, I feel, is something somebody ignores. Uh, it, it's the same way in, in the States. I don't know if you call them over there. We get Karens here. We get uh, people yeah. that, that, that don't un- understand the self-awareness. And today we want to talk about how that fits into entrepreneurship and small business. Uh, so, so what would you give, where would you start with this journey? If you feel you need to grow your emotional intelligence, or maybe you don't know you need to grow your emotional intelligence, what would be a marker that this is a journey you should take? I mean, it's a definite journey, and I'll I'll probably talk about the experiences. Let me start with the experiences I've had. So uh, I run this company, Ghetto, which I set up four years ago, and that came off the back of 12 years working as a strategy consultant. So I was part of a team that was paid to solve complex problems for big, giant corporates around the world. Okay, and what we would do is we'd spend months developing answers to difficult questions, would present it to the senior leaders, and then nothing would happen, right? Not because they were the wrong answers, but because the people selling the answers to the to the senior leaders, it failed to connect with them. Okay, so they didn't understand what was the complex answer, or they they didn't care enough, or they were too busy doing other stuff. And this is where emotional intelligence comes in. Because you can have a great idea, but if nobody buys into it, all it is is a piece of paper or a, a chunky report, right? So that ability to say, to see when you're explaining something to somebody, do they get it? How do they feel about it? What could I do to influence that? What could I do to make it a little bit easier? Uh, and that doesn't matter if it's a complex strategy for an energy company or it's a conversation you're having with your best friend about your day. Having a bit more emotional intelligence massively will help that conversation, will help that business meeting. Now, so you asked me, Ryan, what should people do if they they don't, uh, you know, they're in a difficult place or they don't have enough emotional intelligence? I think the first step is, is you know, it's great if you're aware that you're lacking that, right? If not, get some feedback from people around you as to the impact you're making when you talk to others or when you interact with them. That's where should, the journey should really start because a lot of people have a blind spot around their lack of emotional intelligence. And, and that's going to be a hard thing to do. To, to The feedback I found in my emotional intelligence was uh, one of my best friends said, emotional uh, self-awareness is not for the weak because yeah. it, it, kind of, it, it kind of opens up this door 
to to do that? How would you go about getting that feedback? Because that criticism is hard to take sometimes uh, of understanding that. So in, in what ways would you find ways to get that feedback? Is it just going up to a, a, a friend that is completely honest or is it uh, take a review online? How, how would you go about getting that feedback? Yeah, there's lots, lots of different ways. And I think what you said is, is, is fantastic, right? A lot of us find it very difficult to get feedback. That's a large part of emotional intelligence, getting more comfortable with feedback. So if you are, you do find it difficult, go and ask someone that you are most comfortable with. Okay, because it's easier to hear it from somebody that you're most comfortable with um, uh, to get some honest feedback, but they may struggle, right? I'll tell you a great activity I do in the, with teams, right? It's something called, I talk about the three adjectives rule, right? That we all are three adjectives. Uh, we all described in three adjectives, okay? Whether you know it or not. Uh, people, you know, when, if, if, if uh, you know, tomorrow somebody says, hey, I hear you did a podcast uh, uh, yesterday. Who was it with? And I say, it was with Ryan. They go, who's Ryan? And I say, oh, you know, he's the guy with the beard who lives in America. Who, You know, so there's three descriptors, right? And do you know your descriptors? So here's a great way of finding out. Go and, go and find a group of people. Maybe you know them, maybe you don't. Give them your intro or talk to them about something. Ask them during that to write down the three things that pop into their head about you. And they can put it in an envelope. And then you seal the envelope and you can look at it later, right? It's a nice way because you're not, you, you know, if you ask five people, you've got 15 things in that envelope and it's not, you don't know which one's attributed to which person. So you're not going to take it personally that Ryan said this or Steve said that, but you get 15 very powerful things about how you came across to a bunch of people who may or may not know you, right? And that is good, quick feedback. Oh, absolutely. And, and that, that's going to be hard to do that. That's not going to be an easy thing to accomplish. You're going to have to steal yourself for that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure our married people out there are going to know when you get into a fight with your spouse, there's feedback there. There's a feedback loop of whether it's nice or mad or whatever, there's that feedback yeah. and you have to take that feedback. However, it's presented, this is a more friendly manner of that. So there's all sorts of feedback when you become self-aware that you can take into account. So my next question to you is after you get your three, you've become aware that you need to take this journey. Yeah. You, you went to your mates, you've done the three adjective rule. What do you do now? What do you do with that feedback? How, how do you take that next step of getting over that punch in the gut yeah. and putting this feedback to use and growing? Yeah. So first of all, I'd say pick one thing, right? Don't try and fix everything at the same time or don't try and work on everything because that's just too much overload. Pick the one area that comes up consistently that you actually want to work on because then you're more likely to do something with it. Um, and then then uh, sort of find some ways to improve in that area, right? So it depends what the feedback. Let's say I work with a lot of leaders who are very, um, they're very direct and they're very extroverted. So they talk over people. Let's say that's a behavior they want to change because that's going to negatively impact people, right? So we come up with some techniques how to overcome that, right? It could be simple things like always be the last one to speak in a meeting, right? Or some of them physically wear a wristband or an elastic band and snap it every time they feel like they want to talk over someone, right? So find a little technique to help you change that behavior, Right, whatever it is. So work out what is the one behavior you want to work on, what is the end state you want to get to, and then find a way to do it. And go and try it. You might not get the, the it right the first time. Try a couple of different things. 
right? And don't give up on it, right? Because we often all try one or two times and then it fails. You know, do it, do it, uh, you know, over a couple of weeks, a couple of months and see if it makes an improvement, not just to your behavior, but the impact you have with people. And, and can I add one thing? Uh, yeah. Be kind to yourself. Be, it, be absolutely be kind to yourself. The self-talk that you can get when you're taking this emotional journey and this emotional intelligence journey, you, you have to work on this being kindness to yourself. Yes. Uh, yeah. be, be, because as you talk, I, I'm a big talker over people or uh, yeah. if that's a new word. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I have to do that. And, and for a while it gets negative. Cause you're like, Oh, you're so, and you'll say stuff like you're so dumb or you're so impatient or you're, you're this or that. Understand that you be kind with yourself, that you're learning this next step to implement because now you have the problem. Now you're implementing the solution and that's not going to be easy as well. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's hard when you hear what it is, uh, whatever somebody gives you some feedback on, right? And, and you'll take a lot of time to process it. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're a talker, right? I do read that. But for me, the big one early on was I use, a, I use a lot of big words, right? And I remember I wrote a speech for my brother's wedding. And I, I said it to my sister, my sister pestered me. She said, come on, let's hear the speech before the big day. And I was like, no, no, you got to wait. But I was so glad that she eventually got me to say it to her because she was like, well, that's not, that's not funny. That's hard to follow. That's, you know, she pointed out all the things. And in my head, it was a real blow to my ego. Like I thought it was the best speech ever. Right. But it was so glad that she gave me that feedback because after I'd gone and sort of, you know, thrown my toys out of the pram and be grumpy about it. I, I changed those things and it made a much better speech. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to go and test it on my parents because they're, they've got a different mindset. They're a slightly older generation. And they were, my dad was like, well, I don't get that joke. I don't get that reference. You know, you're trying to be too clever here. So again, I changed it. And, and all, those, all those pieces of feedback, as difficult as they were, made it a better speech, but it also made me think about how do I act in day-to-day -day life? Maybe I should stop using these big words. Maybe I should just be a bit simpler. And actually that's really benefited my career. Forget the speech from my brother's wedding, which was a lovely thing to do. But, but, you know, without that honest feedback and being kind to myself and saying, actually, you know, what can I do here? I might, I might still be stuck in my old ways. Uh, yeah. The, the talker over people are, I, I, I'm going to, that was a big thing with me because you can't learn anything if you're just waiting to speak. Mm. And, and the feedback was hard getting told that was hard, realizing that was hard. But once I went through that journey and I'm still, I still do it. I'm sure you still use big words, but we we're aware, we're aware of where we do it, how we do it and when we do it, because that, that emotional intelligence journey is not a week or two or a month. It's, it's a commitment to doing that. So we, we've got, we, we've, we, we've got our feedback. We've tried to implement a solution uh, a quick break or a quick break in this flow. I wanted to ask, and I should have asked up front, what yeah. are some of the signs that you need uh, emotional intelligence growth? Because just like you use big words, I talk over people. Yeah. It, do you see any commonalities of, of this is a marker that person needs some emotional growth because not only, so say you have a boss, that needs some emotional growth or you have a coworker that needs some emotional growth that, yeah. that will kind of help you also dealing with them and your emotional journey to recognize that in them. Definitely. Definitely. And, and if you think about it, I mean, the work that I do, I come at it from a strategic level. So the reason I come in and help companies is they're not achieving what they need to do with their strategy. So what are the markers? The markers are 
people are not buying into your ideas. People, teams are dysfunctional. People find you find it difficult to work with certain individuals, all right, or certain teams. These are key markers. These are key things to think. Actually, is there something I should be changing here? Because a lot of us think um, actually it's a fault with the other person. Why don't they get it? Come on, you know they're stupid. Come on, this is this makes sense. They should be doing this, right? But you should flip it on its head. A really humble person flips it on its head and said, what should I be doing more of, right, to help them? And a lot of that came to me in my early days. My first career, Ryan, was as a school teacher, high school. I used to teach high schoolers math and economics. And you know what? Kids a brave are- Brave person, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kids are the toughest audience, right? Imagine teaching math to an 11-year-old who hates math. You could say, come on. You know, in your head, you're like, come on, just get it. It's simple. That, but that doesn't mean they're going to get it, right? So what I learned is I had to keep changing the way I talked until it finally clicked. It wasn't, it wasn't the responsibility wasn't on them to switch how they listened. It was how I talked. And that's what emotional intelligence is, is realizing that if I don't change, if I don't help out and create that bridge, we're not going to achieve what we need to achieve, which in that case was the kids learning math, right? And they'd be frustrated. I'd be frustrated. They'd fail their exams at the end of the year. So... Being emotionally intelligent, I realized something had to change in that dynamic, and it was me and how I talked to them and how I interacted with them. And that made me a much better communicator, much better teacher. And uh, that's something I just do every day now in the work that I do. How can I change? How can I be better at what the other person needs me to be? And that's a true growth milestone in emotional intelligence because it's not just that you know how to navigate, but you, like I said before, you recognize that in other people and you can change the way you interact with them. Yeah. Uh, and so, so we've got, we've become aware, we've got our feedback, three adjective rule, we've got the wristband, we're stopping talking over people, we're starting to yeah. recognize it in other people. Uh, you know, we've been talking for 15 minutes, but we're talking this could be six months, a year, two years to get to the point that we're in there. So once again, it's not a, it's not a quick journey. It's an everyday type of journey. Yeah. yeah so after you start piling, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, we don't want to scare your listeners off, right? Uh, generally, in my experience, a good three months can change, uh, you know, a behavior, a way, a style of doing something. And you'll start to see some positive outcomes in that time. Oh, absolutely. And, and yes, let me back up. I wasn't trying to scare anybody off. It's just, I, I don't want anybody to think you, like weight loss, you start taking this pill or you, you, you know, you go and you work out as a fat American guy. I, I like don't eat two burgers and then I walk to work and yeah. then I get home and wonder why I'm still fat. You have yeah. to set a reasonable expectation uh, of your emotional intelligence growth. It's, it's like any other sort of self-improvement exercise, eating better, eating right. You will start seeing improvements in, in a few months, but it, it's going to be a journey and it's going to be a commitment. Um, yeah. The next, I got a weird question for you. Can you be yeah. too emotionally intelligent? Um, you can, you can, uh, but you know, I, I, that's, a, that's a good headache to have. But what I mean by that is where you're just over, over sensitive to what's going on um, and overthinking things. And you just not being natural uh, is perhaps the other end of the extreme. But it's very rare to see that. Um, uh, but yeah, it is something to be to be conscious of. 
Yeah. And you don't want to take the journey over your life. You you don't want to become obsessed with it. You don't want, you, you want it to be a good journey uh, to have and, and you want it to be a productive journey to have. And I just thought that would be a fun question because sometimes yeah. I'm a little obsessive about some things and, and sometimes it, there's a theory out there. The more you try to be happy, the less happy you are. Yeah. So there has to be that. So there has to be that balance. Just understand that you're you're taking a journey, and you're doing this journey to become emotionally intelligent and have fun with it, and don't get obsessed with it. Exactly, and you made me think. I, I mean, one of the main things I've been teaching for the last fifteen years is influencing skills, um, which is an offshoot. It, it, you know, I link it back to emotional intelligence, and I always teach you know how you can influence others. And in, Every time I run a course on this, and there's always someone in the class who raises their hand or shoots me a question afterwards over a coffee. He said, and they'll say, can I use this on my husband or wife, partner or spouse? And I, and I always laugh and I say, if you feel you have to use influencing techniques on your other half, then there's something not quite right in your relationship. And it's probably, it's not, you shouldn't be talking to me about influencing skills. You should be talking to about communication and honesty and openness. Um, so yeah, there is, that, that, you know, that made me think of that when you asked me, is there such a thing as being too emotionally intelligent or too, uh, maybe it's a bit too Machiavellian. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're right on because at what point does it become manipulation or what point yeah. does it become? So I, I, I a thousand percent get it, but wouldn't that roll into emotional intelligence? Kind of like you're talking white hat, black hat, that, that you want to use your emotional intelligence. It's a power. It's a, it's a, it's a way to get through life. It's a way to navigate things, but you want to make sure you use that power for good uh, exactly. and, and yeah. not use it to do that. You can use it to increase your business, but don't go home and, and get your wife to do the dishes extra amounts of times <laughs> because, because you've learned these techniques. That's a good way to have to do the dishes all the time by yourself. Exactly. With great power comes great responsibility. We are all Spider-Man out there. That's so funny. I almost referenced that. And I'm like, that's a little hokey. He wouldn't get, you know, I, I, and then you did it. So we're friends now. We, we just became best friends. So we became best friends. Right I'm going to reference a very niche, well, not niche, maybe it's big. It's a bit like that moment in Jury Duty, if you've watched it. Uh, I don't know if you know the show. Uh, this will go off in a tangent to your listeners, if they don't. Um, no, tangent away. Uh, so Jury Duty is a show where there's uh, they put on, um, it's kind of a documentary about the inner workings of a jury. Uh, but the difference is there's only one guy on it who's a real juror. Everyone else is an actor. Right. You might- I, I have not watched that, but I am aware that it exists and I want to watch it. So, yeah, you should you should watch it. And there's a beautiful moment at the beginning where they're coaching him, this one guy on how he might get out of jury duty. And the guy says, oh, there was an episode of Family Guy where Peter says, I'm a racist in court so that he doesn't have to do jury duty. And they were like, oh, no, we decided not to do that last minute. But the guy himself referenced it. Because uh, and he was like, hey, "Any of you watch Family Guy?" And they were just amazed. They were like, "We didn't think anyone would go there, but you did." Um, so, um, so that was a beautiful moment. You led me to the Peter Parker. I went with it. That means we are best friends. You went with it. Yeah. You went with it. Yes. Obscure movie references is my love language, sir. So, um, I guess Spider Man's not that obscure. All right. So uh, now that we've completed this emotional intelligence journey and yeah. we have the power, we're not, we're going to use it for good. Uh, so emotional intelligence, can you sum up 
in, in a minute or two, just why this journey is so absolutely important to entrepreneurs in leadership, because if you become an entrepreneur and you become successful, you're going to start having employees. So, so just in a couple minutes, sum up all the importance and places emotional intelligence will apply for an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I'm just going to take this up a level, uh, Ryan, but I will summarize it is basically how I help companies and my company help other businesses is we say, look, do you have the three pillars to success, which is IQ? Do you have the right ideas? If not, we'll help you generate the right ideas, right? Do you have enough EQ, emotional intelligence to, to get people to buy into those ideas and take them on the journey with you? And then crucially, do you have them enough FQ, which is focus quotient? Do you have enough focus to actually deliver on what you said is important? Right. So each of these elements you need. Now, when it comes to the emotional intelligence, right, like I said, the difference between a great idea and actually people doing stuff with it is your ability to take them on the journey. Right. There are loads of great ideas out there that just don't take off. You know, why 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 is Elon Musk's is successful? And there'll be someone, there'll be another Elon Musk out there that you've never heard of, right? It's the ability to take others on the journey and get them excited, get them to think. Right. And I use it in my own business. Right? How do I build a business? I listen to people. I change the message. I talked previously about how do you change your message, right? So, emotional intelligence will help you promote your business. Will help you fix the problems in your business. I can give you loads of examples of where there's been a breakdown of it that is stopping business from being successful. Um, so it will make those conversations between coworkers a little bit easier. It will make getting a sale with a new client uh, a little bit better. Right, it will make uh, doing your day-to-day -day work more enjoyable because you are creating a greater connection. You are finding a way to have a better quality conversation with those around you and actually get them invested in what it, uh, in the direction that you want to go for the business. So having a, having that clarity at the start is really important, but then having the emotional intelligence to interpret it and change the way you talk about it to people is vital. Um, in every step of your business. And thank you so much, Ferris, for coming on and taking your time, uh, working the internet lines late under the ocean so we could connect from London to the States. Uh, I'm going to give you some time for to talk about uh, Sheer Ghetto, yeah. uh, uh, your company for emotional intelligence. Uh, you told me an interesting story before we get started. And can you give us uh, kind of what you do and what sheer ghetto means and stands for yeah and, yeah, yeah and we'll get to contact info as soon as we're done that'd be great right uh, so sheer ghetto for those who probably don't know and i didn't know is the japanese word for a sharpening stone so if you have a dull knife you will probably uh, use a sheer ghetto to sharpen it and uh it's a metaphor for what my company does we sharpen other companies uh, and it's also because i own a japanese knife set so when i was thinking of the company name uh, and I was using the knife one day and it went dull. I went, hang on a minute. This is a perfect metaphor. I then lost about four hours of my life researching Japanese knives and, and things because there's a whole website about sheer ghettos out there. So go and knock yourself out if you're interested. But like I said, it's about making your little companies more effective. Um, so we go and help. We work with giant corporates. We have clients the likes of Amazon and uh, Heineken as part of our portfolio. But we also work with a lot of small-scale startups. And actually, it's... it's just as fun, if not more fun, working with those guys. And we work around either helping them come up with better ideas, this IQ uh, aspect, which is about, do you have the right quality of ideas in your team? Are you getting the best out of your team? You know, Do you run creative sessions for them? Do you get use brainstorming to get the best? And are you then stress testing those ideas? Too many people just go with the first idea that they come up with. 
Then it's about the emotional intelligence. You know, are you talking about things in a passionate way? Are you influencing others? Are you creating excitement and buzz around that idea? And then it's that about that focus. Are you prioritizing? Are you clearing barriers for people in your organization to actually do what you say you need them to do? If not, we can help with all the three of those dimensions. And we do some fascinating projects, um, anything from strategic wargaming to prioritization sessions to just team bonding sessions to, to work on each of those pillars. It's super fun. I use a lot of the techniques that we I used to use as a school teacher uh, because if people are having fun and things are simple, then they're more likely to do something with it. All right. Uh, so no two sessions are the same, but they're always, always great fun for the team. And um, yeah, we, we now work it across the globe. Uh, although we started in London, we have clients in the US, in Africa, in the Far East. And it's a real pleasure to grow uh, and work with different cultures because that is also part of the challenge sometimes when cultures clash. Uh, how do you get the best out of teams? So uh, yeah, I'd love to talk to people more about it. Um, I'm sure Ryan, you'll share the details, but they can check out the company website, which is sheerghetto.com uh, or look me up on LinkedIn because that's where I spend a fair bit of time. Uh, yes, and I will in the show notes, in the show notes, they are there uh, for all this information. Once again, we have Ferris Aranke from Sheer Ghetto. Um, that emotional intelligence under hopefully you have a better understanding of what emotional intelligence is how it can help you navigate your business life your business world and it's a superpower that entrepreneur after covid became very crowded space and everybody's kind of fighting that out again and this could be your superpower like spider-man to get to the next level and to get head and shoulders above your competition because emotional intelligence will help you in your development of ideas it'll help you in how to communicate how to sell things how to deal with employees just all the way around there's not many things in business that touch everything that you do and i feel emotional intelligence is one of them so thank you so much again ferris for taking your time and coming on small business chronicles thank you for having me